welcome to Batcast 66, the podcast where we watch every single episode of the 1966 Batman television series and then talk about it for your listening pleasure. Uh, I'm Kendall. And I'm Scott. And today we are watching Batman episode five, The Joker's Wild, uh, originally aired January 26, 19... 66, uh, written by Robert Dozier and directed by Don Weiss. Nice. Which are a new writer and a new director. The last four episodes have been the same duo. So I'm excited to see what this crew does the same, what they do different. Yeah, um, I guess, I mean, obviously we'll get into all of our thoughts more in detail as the show goes on, but like Broad, broadly speaking, I think this has been my favorite story thus far. Yeah, I, I really liked this one. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, we'll get into more specifics as we went. But, um, you know, I'm, I mean, we're still very early in the show's run. I mean, it's episode five, but it's essentially the beginning of the third story of the first season of the three season show. So we got plenty of episodes left. Yeah, the show has uh, a lot of room to grow and a lot of room to fall. So we'll see what happens. The episode opens at uh, Gotham City Penitentiary. Yeah, one of those like airy California prisons. Yeah, one of the state's busier locations, as the narrator puts it. And yeah, a fun intro to the episode's villain, the Joker. I guess let's talk about the Joker a little bit. Yeah, um, obviously he's played by Cesar Romero, our new guest villain, as they're called. Um, they're not guest stars. Everyone knows very famously he wouldn't shave his iconic mustache for the role. He just They just painted over it with makeup. And I'm watching this on like glorious Blu-ray, so you get to see every single hair. And it's amazing. How do you but feel yeah. about the Joker? I know you said the Penguin is a pe- favorite of yours. Yeah, the Penguin's my favorite. So... Broadly speaking, I don't really like the Joker in general with Batman. I feel like he's only got a couple of like compelling stories and they just redo them again and again and again and again. Um, that said, this version of the Joker is probably my second or third favorite iteration of the Joker. Um, again, we'll get into more detail as he starts doing things, but he's really entertaining to watch. Very entertaining, for sure. Not to sound stereotypical. Uh, I love the Joker. I think he's a great foil for Batman. I think the foil thing works when they're more taking Batman and like the Joker in their world more seriously. Cause like, I wouldn't call this version of the Joker a foil for Batman. Uh, I'm just speaking in general yeah. uh, right now. So if we take the 89, 90s movies, the Joker is my favorite in those. The Joker is my favorite in the Nolan trilogy. Um, Batman the Animated Series Batman the Animated yeah yeah the Mark Hamill Joker in the Animated Series that is my favorite interpretation of the Joker because they nail like him being scary and him being silly like at the same time can't think of a a dud episode with him maybe the one where uh, he's stinking up Gotham with a trash barge yeah isn't isn't that his first appearance I think maybe it's one of his early episodes it's like not it's not even really that bad. It's just not a particularly memorable episode of the series. Yeah, but he has so many, you know? Yeah. 
and, and in general, like again, I I don't know if we've mentioned it, but like I help run a comic book store in uh, Maze Landing, New Jersey, and like so I'm constantly inundated with comics and comic related stuff. And the Joker and and Batman, Batman broadly speaking, like is always front and center. But, like the Joker's kind of like never ending, and like I get real old of his shtick in the comics and stuff. So I, I feel like he's gone to too often. And like every time they do a new interpretation of Batman, they immediately have to do the Joker in it. Like as much as I loved the Batman, the new movie, like there's a scene with the Joker in it. It's like, oh, he didn't need to be here at all. But I don't want to get too much onto because I did really like this episode. And I do like the Cesar Romero version of the Joker. Yeah. I mean, for as much as the Joker's played out today, I feel like in the in the 60s, the superhero medium was still very experimental and I don't know, maybe they were pushing things in a way that they don't really do anymore with these characters. Yeah. And I get, I get, don't understand me. I get why people like the Joker. And I know at this time, the Joker and the Penguin were the two most popular Batman villains. Um, And I know the Penguin's mostly kind of, I still consider him like an A tier Batman villain, but I think that's mostly just from longevity. Like you never really make him like a major Batman character anymore. He's usually more of like a side player in most stories, which is the Penguin is my favorite Batman villain. So it's like, it's, you know, that's sad for me, but I, I kind of get why. But like, yeah, the Joker is, he does have that staying power. And in some ways he's at least as iconic as Batman. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at, at the time of this recording, he's the only Batman villain to have his own theatrical where he's the lead character yeah he's the title yeah. character of a of not just a movie there's a new one coming out a sequel yeah so the the joker's definitely his own franchise yeah um, but the penguin isn't he he's also getting a hbo max series right yeah um so that's cool in fact as of this recording uh the batman one dead bad day penguin episode came out actually today uh while we're recording it's like he's still around, you know, the Joker's not getting a one bad day uh, issue, but like that series is kind of named after like a phrase he said in uh, Batman Killing Joke. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, you know, he's still got his fingerprints all over every issue, but I mean, the Batman's villains gallery is a, no pun intended, a real murderer's row. I, I think it's kind of inarguable. He has the most iconic group of villains. I would say Spider-Man's number two, but I do think Batman gets the edge. For sure. For sure. All right, so when we meet the Joker, he's playing baseball. Yeah, they got like a like an inter prison. Oh, it's not inter prison because it's just it's intra prison, so it's only the prisoners in this prison. Uh, softball game. They mentioned the progressive as part of the progressive rehabilitation techniques of Warden Crichton, which is kind of interesting that he's a recurring character. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, I, I was I very delighted. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. Like, I think it's interesting because there's at least so far there's no arkham like they're all just in normal prison so it's kind of cool that like we get to know a little bit about some of the people doing this but like the show seems to like really like uh liberals am i right and their stupid ideas because you know the characters keep like escaping and doing schemes yeah it's uh it's definitely poking fun at uh you know prison reform and but you know I believe instead of just locking people up and throwing away the key, we do need to tackle reform and like make people productive members of society again. But yeah. that's a whole different podcast. So 
There's a, a group of prison officials and police officers in the audience for the baseball game, uh, including, uh, what's this guy's name? Commissioner Gordon? No, the other one. Chief O'Hara? Including Chief O'Hara. Yeah. And yeah, despite all these uh, people being here, nobody notices the pitcher switch the normal softball for a ridiculous looking weird softball so i do have a comment to make about the joker pitching so since they're playing softball you pitch underhanded so the guy's an underhanded pitcher oh i see yeah i don't think that was intentional because that's how you play softball but i did i did think that that is kind of amusing very amusing yeah (laughs) i kind of want the show to tell me if the warden's criminal reformation tactics have worked for anybody yeah it would be kind of nice to just like maybe it works for like the regular criminals and we just follow like the super hardened crazy criminals yeah but i don't know it just seems very irresponsible to keep doing things like this if it is like 100 ineffectual oh it's super irresponsible i don't think the softball thing's too bad but like Last episode, he recorded the Penguin, like, just making schemes and never watched, never rewatched the tape. He's just talking about all the crime he's trying to commit when he gets out. Yeah. Well, regardless of uh, Warden Crichton's success rate, the Joker throws his uh, ball and it explodes, blinding the audience. When the smoke clears, the pitcher's mound is uh it's a sprung spring he sprung himself from the clink yeah Yeah. the the pitcher's mound was a giant spring all along and it threw him over the prison wall into a they said there was a net or something waiting on the other side nobody happened to notice yeah and how did they set that up i'm gonna explain i'm gonna assume his hench uh he's got three hench people in this story i'm assuming they were just did it Seems like we, a lot. We just lot. haven't met them yet, you know. Yeah, but it seems like a lot to like put together. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. The fact that they even had a throwaway line is fine because I kind of really just expected like he just got away and that was going to be it. No, me too. I do like so far. So we've met three of Batman's most iconic villains, and absolutely none of them have been origin stories. They've all been like, like I think they all escaped from prison. Um, which is cool because it implies that like Batman's already had like at least one run in with them. Um, But like, you know, I don't need to know, like we don't need to see Batman throw him into like a vat of acid or whatever his origin would be in this world. Uh, Stuff like that. Like, it's fun. Like we don't see origins for any of the characters and I think that's fine. We don't need them. Yeah, we definitely don't. Uh, Especially us here in the future of this show. Yeah. Uh, We've seen all of it way too often uh but funny you bring up the acid Mm -hmm. i feel like that's not the case in this show i don't think so either it shows the joker's like skin on parts that aren't his face and it's just it's not white at all it's clearly makeup on this version on this joker yes so my theory on this version of the joker is everyone needs a gimmick if they're going to be a super criminal and his is just i'm going to be a clown yeah so i i i'll be honest with you 
when did they, we ever get like so? Now that I'm thinking about, it, did we not get in and a quote unquote origin for the Joker until Killing Joke in the '80s? Like for real? I don't think he had one in the comics at this point. Ah, good question. I do not know. I don't know either. Um, maybe we'll by the time we get to Joker's next uh, appearance, we'll uh, we'll look into that. Um, troubles I'm gonna have to remember to do that, and I probably won't. But yeah, I, I don't think he had an origin yet. I don't think a lot of these characters had origins yet in the comics. I think they just kind of show up. Yeah, I don't know. I've not read very much pre-80s Batman. I've read like a couple smatterings of them. I have a couple like greatest hits of like classic Batman. It's like I've read like when they first find out like the penguin's real name and like like there's there's some stuff, but like there's no I don't there none of them were like origin stuff. Huh. Now I'm thinking about yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. These characters giving them an origin is fine, but it's yeah. not necessary. Yeah, it's not necessary. These are criminals with a gimmick. And like all you really like need to know is their gimmick and you're good to go. Like that's all you need to follow. Like in the like we mentioned in the first up, like occasionally they have mentioned Bruce Wayne's parents being murdered, but like we don't see like the origins for Batman and Robin either. Like you just don't need it. They just are. Yeah. And yeah. which is and fine. I think I think it's a take most people prefer now. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So the Joker got away. We cut to Wayne Manor where Dick is uh, practicing piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's awful. He sucks, which is kind of surprising given how good he is at everything. Yeah. Like Robin might be better than Batman in a lot of ways. Yeah. So he's doing that and uh, the bat phone rings. And I had a thought. Yeah. There's a ringing phone. What does the commissioner do? Like, what happens if Aunt Harriet picks up the phone? That's a good question. And also, I also was thinking, like, what if Batman and, and Alfred, like, are out places for different reasons? They just, uh, they're just without the ability to contact Batman. Well, I, I mean, don't know, isn't there, like, a phone in the car, too? Well, there's a phone in the Batmobile. That's what I mean, the Batmobile, yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, I think we have we already gotten like, oh, we can't reach him. I feel like that has or maybe will happen at some point. Oh, I'm sure it's an easy part for uh, drama. Yeah. But if Aunt Harriet answers like maybe I, that's what I want to see. Maybe Bruce has a thing like you can't don't ever enter my office ever. Dang, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he seems like. A relatively nice guy but you know he does come off as like kind of stern and serious i guess more serious than stern yeah well i wonder if we'll get that at any point in the future and harry is such a bizarre piece of the puzzle <laughs> truly yeah. i really think she's here just so we get a I feel like in so many episodes the only female presence we would have is a you know a villain like a hench villain yeah there's always it's their way of like injecting uh 60s babes is there's all they always have one like hench babe yeah but there's no like i i think it's more aunt harriet's there so 
Batman and Robin seem less gay. Oh, there's a woman in the house. Does that make any sense? Because I know that was a thing that the that parents had with Batman and Robin. That's part of what the Comics Code Authority like was about. Like I forget what the book was. Is like the corruption of the innocence or something like that. Like that was a thing they talked about. Like their inappropriate relationship, even though it's clearly a kid Batman adopted. It's that he doesn't wear pants. It's that's what makes it weird. Yeah, Robin not wearing pants is weird, but you know. Yeah, I, that's what I think Aunt Harriet is there for, which is not a great reason, but like I get it's a different time, you know. Nah, well, whatever. We may never know. Yeah. So Batman and Robin head to police headquarters where the commissioner shows them a bust that the Joker made of himself in prison. And they come to the conclusion that it's a clue to their next crime. Yeah, uh, I, I wrote down for this Batman's foil, foes foil themselves half the time. Yeah, here we, here we go again, like another villain just like giving away their plan. Kind of goofy to me, but uh, what you gonna do? Yeah, I forget how they come to the conclusion that there's a, a comedian's like wax sculpture exhibit at the museum that's coming to town and Joker's upset that he's not in that. Well, yeah. So they, the Joker made a bust of himself because the, this museum specifically put in the newspaper that they had decided not to feature the Joker. Did they specifically put that in the paper? I thought the paper just said that they were going to do that. And the Joker's like, well, I'm not going to be in it. No, no, they specifically they, specifically singled out that he's not going to be there. Yeah, and like why? Like why bring him up at all? Like all you're going to do is make him do what he's going to do. Yeah, you might as well. They might as well have gone outside and painted a huge target. Yeah, on the side of the building because of course he's coming for you. Yeah. So yeah, Batman and Robin rush to the museum, and uh, we get a really funny bit where uh, the Batmobile pulls up in front of the museum and they go to get out, but then Batman notices a no parking sign. I love this, where it's like, (sighs) I love how what a law square he is. Like, every law is important and he follows it, and like every rule except, you know, like he's not even a vigilante, he's a deputy. He's been officially deputized. Like, it's great. Yeah, it's, uh, it was really funny. But the, uh, there's like a, a beat cop who's just like, oh, don't worry about this, Batman. And he like takes the no parking sign away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I loved that. Yeah. It's, I, I love that stuff. Those kind of gags are some of my favorite uh, in the series. Batman and Robin head inside the museum. They tell the person working at the front desk to get all the people out because they believe the Joker's coming. And as they're exploring the Comedian Hall of Fame, they notice that there is, in fact, a statue of the Joker in in the hall. Yeah, and I've got a comment. So earlier they said they're wax sculptures, but like they're clearly like statue busts. Which which one are they? Get it together in the 1960s. Uh, As they are checking out this Joker statue, Batman makes a comment that he swears he just saw the statue move. Uh, The viewer does not see this at all. 
which I thought was kind of just weird. Yeah. So yeah, because because they're about because yeah they're turning to leave because it seems to be like, oh the Joker just put a statue of himself in here, and they make a comment like, you know when this place is on lockdown there's no way anyone could break in, and they keep going on and on about that like no one can break in no one can break in yeah they're talking to a guard giving him yeah. a warning and this guard is so confident that no one can break in, so yeah they close the museum down for the day everyone leaves. And in the Comedian Hall of Fame, is there an explosion or something? Yeah, there's like an explosion in the back of the statue. And then uh, Joker emerges. He was hiding in there the whole time. Yeah, he comes out. He's laughing. Yeah, he didn't need to break in. He was already in. Uh, And then he starts summoning (laughs) (laughs) his, his, uh, his henchmen from inside of the other statues yeah it's like um wc fields uh i forget who everyone is but they're all like old time i think laurel and hardy yeah it was a it was a pretty fun scene yeah so batman outside of the museum it hits him he's like no one can break into the museum but that doesn't mean nobody can break out yeah now, meanwhile, they've left the museum and it's all locked up. So Batman now has to break in because he because he can't get to get hold of the guard. Uh, and I wrote that, like, how about how easily Batman breaks in? And they just went over on and on and on about how nobody can break in. And Batman does it like two seconds. Yeah, I think, you know, in the in the world of this show, everyone who isn't Batman, Robin or one of the supervillains, everyone's just dumb. Yeah. I'm like very overconfident. For like no reason, like, because there's like super crime all the time. Yeah. Penguin shoots giant umbrella missiles everywhere. But I do like that Joker runs to the labeled uh, Hall of Fabulous Jewels, which is very funny to me. I don't know yeah. why. Just that they would have to qualify, like a museum would qualify, like with fabulous. And they're and that, putting the jewels in trick or treat bags. Yeah, I wrote that down because, you know, as of this recording, it's like late October. So it's like, oh, it's almost a Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. Almost yeah. a Halloween episode. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. But like, I'm excited because we got essentially like an end of story fight scene here. I made note of that. So this is the first time throughout these two-part stories that there was a fight scene in the first part yeah and uh we got onomatopoeia and everything we got uh crack with two r's and two a's oof with three o's and two f's and thwap with two p's um over the course of the fight but i was like oh that's cool it's exciting i wasn't expecting it yeah i also wasn't expecting it um i wonder if that just has to do with the writer being different or the director maybe that's just what the story called for you i think the story kind of called for it um because i think they needed to have joker's like scheme foiled like it was like the end of an episode to set up like the greater story that they're going to sell over the rest of this episode and the, the second half yeah so the joker kind of wins the fight and he and his henchmen like go to kidnap Batman and Robin, but Batman's just playing possum and uses one one of his 
exploding pellets from his utility belt to mm-hmm. stun everyone real quick and the plan is foiled but the joker and his goons do get away yeah so yeah batman was being a little sneaky yeah well like yeah that his utility belts what's you know gets him out of this jam yeah so joker he's back at his headquarters and he's so angry about this being foiled by batman's utility belt mm-hmm. so yeah he he gets his own yeah which is just like batman's utility belt except it's got a cartoon joker face on the buckle it looks awesome yeah it looks really cool (laughs) yeah this is where we meet this episode 60 babe queenie so after the joker reveals his utility belt uh he and his goons try to come up with a plan and after tossing around a few ideas they decide to steal the ss gotham a new uh ocean liner that batman and robin are gonna christen very soon so uh before stealing this ocean liner joker makes a plan to get batman out of the way meanwhile we cut to police headquarters where bruce wayne and the commissioner are chatting about this ocean liner oh yes 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 yes. we get a funny scene where Commissioner Gordon calls Batman. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And he gets no answer. Yeah. Well, Alfred doesn't answer, does he? No, no one answers. Okay. Or does does Alfred answer? I don't remember. I think he answers in like, oh, he's not here. He's like, oh, too bad. I wanted you to meet Batman or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then through the window comes this doll. Yes, that's right. Yes. And it's a, uh, yeah, it's like a, a clown doll. And the commissioner just is yeah. completely stumped as to what it is. They're dealing with a loose clown criminal and the clown doll comes flying through like, oh my God, what could this mean? Yeah. And then instead of like keeping it for evidence or keeping it for Batman, yeah. Bruce Wayne is just like, hey, do you mind if I have this? And I wrote down it's because it's because the rich people just get to do what they want. They sure do. Yeah. Yeah, this was so irresponsible on yeah. the commissioner's Because you should have been like, I need to summon Batman. I need to get this for him. Like, and Bruce could be like, well, that's fine. I have other things to do. And then go just change real fast. So... Bruce takes the doll and he and Robin are looking it over in the bat cave and they realize that the Joker's planning to hit an opera. Yeah, I forget how they come to that conclusion. I think they just uh, are thinking about clowns and that, oh, they, they specifically say that the circus left town like a week ago. Mm-hmm. So it could only be this opera. Oh, yeah. That's right. They said, yeah, because it's only like a reference. And I wrote down, like, could it be a rodeo clown? Like, there's other kinds of clowns. This is the only one in the whole city at this yeah. point. But, like, they are right. It is Pagliacci. Of course, they're right. Batman and Robin are always right. Unless the plot needs them to be wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this opera is going on, and so many people are invested in it. I was shocked that, like, they're like watching it in like bars and stuff and it's really funny watching this guy pretend to be drunk yeah yeah (laughs) it's ridiculous yeah one of the bar patrons is just like 
wasted and crying along with the opera. And like, I don't know what the hell they're saying. It's in Italian. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I know broad strokes with the story of Pagliacci, the sad clown is. It kind of says everything you need right there. Gotcha. I've only seen the imagery. I have no idea. Yeah. And like you recognize the main song if you heard it. Gotcha. So Batman and Robin, so sure of themselves, attack this clown. Yeah, just run on the stage in the middle of this live performance. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like, what if you were wrong? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a good joke to play on them. It would have been a great joke. Um, yeah. maybe next time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, they take the, the clown mask off and then reveal that he's got a clown face underneath because it is the Joker. Yeah, great reveal here. I love the way this is shot. Yeah. You know, it's just a close up on the clown mask and then that then rips, rips the mask away and the Joker just is cackling. Yeah. And like, I know you mentioned the Dark Knight uh, earlier um, in the opening scene, like all the Joker and his henchmen have clown masks, but the one the Joker is wearing is this modeled after this mask. Oh yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, which is really cool. I remember finding like realize like finding out about that like right after the Dark Knight came out. I was like, dang, that's so awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. I'm not gonna pretend I knew that. Like I recognized it right off the bat because I hadn't watched this show in forever by that point. Yeah, yeah. I and I definitely didn't see this episode as a kid. Yeah, and if I did, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have put two and two together there. But uh, it's it's a fun reference because you know it's the first episode the Joker's in of this show, so this is our first live action version of him. You know, yeah. That's so, actually something to think about. I haven't thought about that with the the villains. This is our first live action versions of all of them. Now there were a couple Batman serials before this. Were there any super criminals in that though, or was it just I, I like don't the think, mob? Yeah, I say I don't think it was any like batman villains if, if there were super criminals i think they were made up for those i have them on dvd i should watch them at some point yeah maybe we'll do that for a special episode yeah so anyway the joker has some gas that knocks out batman and robin oh it's like sneezing powder so they can't stop sneezing ah yeah that's right mm-hmm. and yeah because they're having a sneezing fit they're uh easily grappled by the Joker's henchmen and we get the Joker creeping up on the two of them very slowly. Yeah. Threatening to reveal their secret identities on live TV. Uh, And that's where our narrator comes back in and he lets everyone know you got to tune in tomorrow night to see what happens. That's where our episode ends. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I want to say maybe not the most exciting of the cliffhangers so far. It's hard to top the penguin having Bruce Wayne tied up like on a conveyor belt into like an, an inferno. But I do like how like creepy the Joker was like sneaking up on them. And like, I, I don't know if we've made it clear in our discussion, but I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Something about like, I dare say the filmmaking like was like of a higher quality. There's more interesting like shots and like camera movements throughout it. Yeah, for sure. Give it up for the director. What's his name again? So yeah, you have the list in front of you, right? Don Weiss. Yeah. Good job, Don. Keep an eye out for if he does any future episodes of the show. Yeah, or we'll keep an eye out for you. Yeah. 
so yeah what what did you think of uh caesar's performance here i really like him i definitely get why like he was like instantly iconic at least to this version of him yeah so we were kind of saying earlier how you know in our riddler episode we were like huh like frank gorshin his riddler is so weird he should have just been the joker yeah the this version of the riddler gives me big joker energy yeah but i i think the joker is different enough and caesar romero does it so yeah good. yeah i kind of wanted to bring that up maybe next episode like what i think kind of differentiates this joker from this version of the riddler because like jokes and riddles are such a fine line because like they also like originally like figured out what he's doing because like he left a clue which is a very riddlery thing uh yeah. granted it wasn't a lot to figure out but like you know he specifically threw that doll so like batman would figure out what he's doing here like because this is a trap for batman yeah so it's not like it was like a compulsion like he has to have people try to he's got to prove he's smarter so you know he's you know whatever leaving bad clues or whatever yeah he's just trying to get batman out of the way here with this opera although well i guess he didn't really leave the bust as a clue for batman he just made it while he was in prison i guess maybe it was like a prototype like so someone can make the thing for him while he's in prison uh maybe just like taking out his frustrations artistically yeah very healthy way to to do you know that. that that would fit into like the progressive reform kind of things that the show likes to criticize yeah for real which is very bizarre we got i didn't point them out as they were happening but uh we got a couple of uh holy catchphrases uh we got holy red herring um when robin was seeing the statues uh, i'm realizing that they were just statues uh holy stuffy as they were like stuffing things into their sacks i think and then we got holy ravioli which is you know a classic when they realized it was there was like a pagliacci thing because Italian. Oh, Mamma Mia. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is this also the first episode or the first time that we get holies in the first part of a story? I'll have to go back to my uh, notes, but I think it's so. Because like we've talked off camera, like I'm surprised there's not as much of that so far as like you remember there being. Yeah, but I feel like it's already kind of starting to slip into the the tropes that the show is known for which is wild yeah we're only on episode five here it's the, it's the third story you know what i mean like yeah so uh yeah pretty cool good episode we got a fight scene which is a lot of fun yeah uh, yeah it, it moved very quick yeah for real so yeah i guess next week we're going to deal with the fallout of everyone in Gotham City learning Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, I guess when, that's what we're going to have to do. Uh, I guess we'll have to find out uh, same Bat Pod time, same Bat Pod channel. I guess so. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs>